Testing, testing, one, two, one, two. Testing, Go testing, one, two. Oh, my eyes! Hello everybody, welcome to Session with the Kush Queen. Unfortunately today, due to our unforeseen weather in Canada, our regular guest is Canada Recovery had to reschedule just based on the weather that she was experiencing on her way into town. So we are going to do a friend pop-up podcast right now with Hamilton Vape Lounge, who is right beside me, but we are going to get him to get on here. I'm going to get you on here. We'll do split screen because then we can pull in everybody. Oh. Where are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why can't I get you? Good call. Because I'm I live right yeah, now? Yeah, get off your live. Okay, I'm ending my live, guys. So we'll be back. Join mine. Joining yours. Hello, hello to all of you guys that are joining me right now. I muchly appreciate that. So as I was just saying to everybody, we did have a guest coming in from Barrie, Ontario. There is a snowstorm coming up on the highway, so she had to reschedule. So we are going to do a friend pop-up podcast today with Anthony. Our lifted portion of today's episode is going to be coming to you from Mother Jane's Garden. We have some Gorilla Glue 4 with Platinum OG Mix. It is amazing. Did you send your... Are you live again? You're on mine? There you are. Do it. Okay. Do it. Do it. Just do so it. So if you guys have anything that you guys want to join in today, normally we do a questions with our co-host, but today it is going to be us with you guys. So if you guys want to make sure that you guys are going with some questions and stuff on here, that would be awesome. And then we can do some full-on interact podcast tonight. Turn down so today we're going to start off, why am I echoing? We have a, uh, it's a complete echo. They're trying to get rid of the echo here. You guys turn your volume in again. That's okay. We're gonna figure this out. What's going on, oh, crazy? I don't know. Maybe you have to stay away from me. No, no, that's the So we'd like to know what everybody's doing this evening, and what you guys are all smoking on today. And for anybody that doesn't know about the events that are going on, there is a Planet Paradise. It's back. It will be on Thursday, and there is also Ganjanistas tonight in Hamilton. Tomorrow at Vapor Lounge Central. If anybody knows who Koala Puffs is, she's coming in from California to do a meet and greet. And I believe that Miss Kush Princess, I will see you. Is the feedback gone now? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna be able. I don't think I'm able to get in. Thank you, Canada Recovery. We were trying to figure that out, so we just took Anthony right off. So we are going to. Do the two of us in the screen. 
There you go. Oh, yeah. There we go. So now we're all here with you, and you're all here with us. So Anthony's going to start off. He's got a little bit of a thing that he brought out that he's going to show me because I've never actually used one of these before. I don't know if anybody knows what a honey badger is. Honey badger, I'm wearing this shirt. How look? Um, this is a powered electric nectar collector. So I'm just going to put a little water in the... the Kenner Recovery just thanked you very much for sitting in with me on the last minute. Yeah, hey. I love... He doesn't... Well, he likes the podcast. He, he, it's fun for him. So he actually, as soon as I said that, he was like, yeah, I'll be right on there. Sign me in. Sign me in, coach. So for anybody that doesn't know, we do have an upcoming auction on December 18th. It will go live. I will start posting pictures. Today, I got a really nice basket from Mimi Cannabis. She works for the can Cannabis Supply Company. And she gave us a $300 gift certificate that allows you to go and get your actual medical paperwork done through them and a prescription for a whole year, plus a crap load of goodies, wow. lanyards, there's tweed socks in there. And you guys got to know that a lot of these items will be limited because come the new year, LPs cannot actually promote on swag. So a lot of these things will be limited. Like we've got Gastown sweatshirts coming in as well for it. So make sure you guys get up on that. As soon as I post the auctions, I'll make sure that I cross-promote so you guys can see it on both pages. But I'm going to shut up, and I'm going to let him speak. So it's a five-clicker. One, two, three, four, five. Hey, and you added water to it as well? I added water in the water bubbler. Do you need to use the water bubbler? Oh, it's much better with the water bubbler. But does it, is it an adoption? You don't have to. You don't have to, but you have to. Dip it in there. I think you're gonna like what I got. So I only have a glass nectar collector, and I've never actually. <coughs> so that's like almost like using um, an e an e nail. Yeah. Because you've got that constant temperature. You don't have to worry about the cool down Ooh. or anything. This thing's a... Uh, what did you smoke on? Um, some cookie cake. And he squished that himself, guys. Mom so it's his rosin that he makes. Oh, my God. I wish you guys could taste that. I just missed out for that. Honey badger. Yeah. yeah. Really cool device. That's a, that's a um, we mm -hmm. sell it in saying. shop uh, yeah. for the full kit, $360. So What's the, the full kit consist of? Um, so you get the unit, the water bubbler, um, a four battery charger, two batteries, and um, oh, a nice carrying case for your water bubbler. And I'm, you know what I'm going to also do is add... Um, a little silicone mat, so you, you know, when you... Like a dab mat. Yeah, a little dab mat, because somebody was just telling me that they actually spill some of the oil, and it'd just be, it'd be, it'd just be nice. So that's a full package that's available at Hamilton Vape Lounge for the Honey Badger, and it is an electric nectar collector, which means you don't need a torch or any of that stuff. We're going to press. Yes, we'll definitely press. What's everybody smoking on today? Tell us what you got. From Canna! I want to meet them so bad. 
They just added me. There's so many people on here, guys, that I just That's wish right. that we could all meet. <laughs> um, for local people, I'm going to try to set up a meetup. And it's not a meetup for me. It's a meetup for all of us. Just like, you know, let's just meet up. Anybody that's on here that lives local. And if any of you guys are coming in from out of town, let us know. Stay at our houses. <laughs> I'll let people stay at my house. Hello, Q Chronic. Hello, Mother Jane's Garden. So I was just telling everybody about your wonderful, I changed jars because I like to put it in my big ass jar, but I got the GG4 with the platinum. Oh, gee. Damn. Yeah. What do you have? So somebody just You go to Mother G. You went up the street. Uh, MMJ with um, the White Castle. And I'll just tell you guys, this is a $10 strain. Um, I'm finding a lot of good strains from there that are really yielding really well. So, hey, big ups to MMJ. Oh, wow. Look at this guy's collection. (coughs) This episode is not sponsored by MMJ. <laughs> we wish. <laughs> Shed me. When I was over there, I was telling him, like, oh, Godfather OG. Oh, smell that one. Smell that one. That one smells like that. Black cherry pie. Mm-mm-mm. Damn. You got on a good day. Yeah. That smells great. So this is a local dispensary that we have in... Um... Oh, $7 tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do carry flesh. They also have six otics. Yeah. <coughs> Godfather OG. They've expanded their market. So MMJ's is located in Hamilton. There's about four locations, I believe. They have about six education centers in Burlington and Toronto. And it's not a legal dispensary, but it's a good dispensary if you can't find your friends. (laughs) (laughs) We got enough people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying. Thanks, brother. <coughs> I love Canada. <laughs> Canada loves you. Yeah. <laughs> Come home. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. <coughs> See, the bongs make me cough now and everything. Wheezy. What the hell's that for? Oh, for the case. Glass Funky keys. Looks like a for Canada Post. So anybody that doesn't know, you can start your ordering again. We are off strike. Canada Post is back to work, so you don't have to worry. And we are almost caught up as well. So here, he's going to give you another quick. He's got a collection of glass pieces that are for sale. Oh yeah. He's got borrow by budget. If you go online, he did just have a huge sale, so you got to watch when he has them. The sale, you know what? The I'm pop the balloon sale. Pop the balloon sale. You come into the shop. You plan to buy a glass. You pop a balloon. You get a deal. Come on down. <laughs> so we'll quickly. I'm just going to do a flip. You have car salesman. Yeah. <laughs> come on down. We got this. Hello, Glass Master Fresh. Oh, that looks so much better there. Oh, woo! Wow, that looks so much better. Do you want to put water and do a function? Dude. That's mine. Just put some in there. Yeah? Okay. We're going to do a quick function for you guys. I don't know. I think we do. So, in here, we've got... 
This is one of my regular gals. He's here every day Hello. for my shows. And this is my other one. And this is a new friend that we met today. But any of you guys that are on here watching are more than welcome to always come and join us at Hamilton Vape Lounge. It's located at 1463 Main Street East in Hamilton. Um, you can get to it from the Red Hill or you can get to it from the 403. So it's pretty local. Yes, I brought him some treats. Do you like Kaichus? Because I will send you some. I know where to get all kinds of them. He's actually... That looks so deadly. Oh, it looks so... My eyes. <coughs> so can you tell us about that piece? This is actually Phil Pot Glassworks from the States. I don't know what state he's from. But, uh, yeah, I, I got this in an auction. And this is actually valued at $320. You want that in an auction? Yeah. I do a lot of auctions. It's something I jump oh. This thing doesn't like my phone today. Sometimes I jump in the auctions. And, uh, and sometimes I, what I like to do is uh, to make relationships with glass floors. I, uh, I, you know, I jump in the auction. And then, hey, you know. Maybe win, maybe Actually, not. you can get really good deals in an auction, guys. But the thing too is also is if you don't make, if you don't win it, if you don't even win anything from the artist, at least you put your money in to support the artist. You know, that's what I think. And then I just shoot them a message in the DM, and then they say, "Hey, you, you got a shop." You know, me, I get on the mic, I get on the camera. Hey, how you doing? How can I help today to the shop? You know, hey, and then. Cool. And make a relationship that way. That's how I usually message everybody. Everybody knows. That's why everybody see my face. Because I show my face. Nice. Hamilton's oldest smoke lounge, guys. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. It's so true, though. Bend. That was a good comment. Yeah. Thank you. So anybody got some good jokes out there today that they can share with us? Yeah. Let us know, because we're not... I've never done the pop-up friend podcast yet so this is gonna be i don't know we would like i don't know if we can if you guys let's maybe get some love but maybe we can do a press maybe a live press not too long i could do that and yeah we can quick. do a press we can do some trivia too if you guys want to play trivia pursuit yeah, trivia yeah we can do we trivia but i brought anthony some treats i don't know if you guys know about these things i know that they're like all over the place right now and everybody keeps talking about them I got on these weird ones though. It's like I don't know. There's some white stuff on the outside, and then other stuff on the inside. Oh, guess what, guys? We have another guest that's going to join us, and she is our original guest for this evening. So we're going to have three of us. Always takes a long time, eh? Microphone check. Check one, check two. <laughs> so we will have Canada Recovery joining us shortly, guys. But like, does anybody know 
about, like, I don't know, you have questions. Give us some trivia questions. I need a phone. My phones are all being taken, so I can't even Google any information right now. Do marijuana trivia questions, and then we'll ask people. Let's try again. Okay. Yeah, that White Castle smells really nice. Ganjagaya, I'm going to send you a video. I'm not smoking a joint right now, but I figured it out because of you. Like it smells It's all about like, the tongue. I learned how to French in It smells like day. creamy. I'm surprised for like the price. And that's you know, what all the shames are gone. Is like this too. single blown or double blown glass? Somebody was asking. Do you know? Oh yeah, if you squish it, that's This is double blown. I never. Oh. I don't know. Why it won't let question. her join my live? That's a good question. I don't know that one. Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know why it's not working. Glass. I don't know. Double. Hmm. I'm not sure. What's that? I think it's a single. <laughs> it's, it's fucking nice. Okay. Let's try this. I added you. Let's see if we can get her on here. She actually has a really good story to tell you guys what she has gone through and her use with cannabis is just, <coughs> it's, it's an amazing story. Okay. I tried to add you. We'll see if this works this time. I don't know why it's not working. Oh, she declined it. You declined it. There we go. There we go. So I'll just start off, guys, with introducing you. This is Canon Recovery. She, that's what she is known on as Instagram. She comes from Barrie. She's from Ontario. And she actually has an intense story that she has to share. She was born with a, I can't even pronounce it, Rhodoscolius. And then she had... Osteo, yeah, can you pronounce them? Because I totally can't, I, but I, I know. I told her that you were going to do it. it was, yeah. Give me one second. Let me just set up this little thing. Okay, so what I have is called rotoscoliosis with osteopenia and hypermobility. My God. Like, that just so, sounds so intense. Well, basically, my spine, it's a rare recessive genetic disorder. And it's part of the scoliosis family. However, people don't realize that there are nine different types of scoliosis. Yeah, I have one type of it, actually. I'm at a 37% right now with my curvature. 37? Yeah, I'm go and I'm going to the left. Yours was probably yeah. like a 70-something. I saw your picture. That was, in, that was like you went completely <laughs> sideways. Yeah, so what mine was, was there was a rotation and access of the of the vertebrae and basically what that means is that um 11 vertebrae of that's the thing that's the lie okay that's the clip um, you're talking about 11 vertebrae twisted yeah, and they rotated clips. and they rotated i'm really crying on my way home they were 11 uh sorry 11 vertebrae had rotated and the entire rib cage had twisted no? which also caused um, lung and then heart compression because of the way that my, my body was contorted. Oh, my God. On top of that, um, I was about five inches 
from crest, so I had five inches of curvature. The bottom curve was 42 degrees, still is, technically. The middle curve was 72 degrees with the 11 rotated vertebrae, and my neck is at a 23, 23 degree angle. Yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. And hello to everybody that's just joining us. We appreciate you coming on with us today. So I was about 12 years old when my coach and my grandmother noticed that, and they sent me to a chiropractor to try and get a realignment. And unfortunately, he didn't x-ray me before trying to fix the problem. Oh. Which then in turn, that actually triggered the disease because I was completely straight at the time because of how the muscles were from the gymnastic. I was completely straight, and then the chiropractor kind of fixed it and I within a month. And then the fifth inch that I had shrunk was about grade 9 or 10, when my rib popped during Oh my god. And then I dropped, like I dropped. I didn't know what happened, I thought I punctured a lung, it was brutal. But, what I ended up doing, like, when I got diagnosed, I was about 12, between the ages of 12 and 14, and they started prescribing me Percocets immediately. Percocets, Percocets at the age of 12 and... Wow. I always call it the Toblerone shot. No, no, not Tremadol. Tremadol is the one that they used at night. Portal is the anti, the really, really strong Advil that they shoot you in the ass with. The anti-inflammatory? Yeah. Tylenol. Advil's on the thing. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is. 14. Yeah. 12, between 12 and 14, she was given Percocets from the doctor. But, um, but that's, so basically, give those to kids. from 12 to 14, until I was about 24, they were putting me on Percocets, Percocets Oxycodone, Oxycodine, Morphine, Hydromorph, Gabipentin, Naproxen. Um, <laughs> there's a lot. I've been on the Dilatas. I've been on... Oh yeah, I'm surprised that you could you, you named off a lot right there. So that was just oh, yeah. Cocktail. That's a cocktail. And that was between the ages of 12 to 21. You were on all of those different medications. Oh my goodness! And your body hasn't even finished developing, and they're drugging the hell out of you. Well, exactly. And not only that, yeah. but... Cocaine. Okay. Like, 21 to 24. He's not wrong, though. There was a time period that I was a drug addict, and I'll get to that. Yep. No, I'm 10 years clean in January, so I... Yep. Good for you. Thank you. And cocaine was my freaking... That was my favorite, so... Cocaine was mine. Yeah. Yep. That was mine, too. Um, for me, like, between the ages of 21 and 24, they decided to continue to go on fentanyl. And that's when I heard that I could at my age get my I thought you had to be older to get it. Nobody had to be older. How old were you? 
I was 24 when they tried to put me on fentanyl. Okay. And I asked for my cannabis card instead, and I got dropped my because they didn't believe in it. They're like, no, we want to give you this fentanyl patch. And I'm like, no, I want cannabis. <laughs> At that point, I had already been doing a lot of drugs like cocaine. Basically, the only drug I did God was meth, DHB, and like peyote and stuff like that. So you, you, were, you were totally numbing, yeah. I was, my best friend had died suddenly, and then my grandfather passed away two days after my birthday. That's I went down and I abused the fuck out of my my prescription medication and when the doctors had noticed they cut me off cold turkey they didn't attempt to try to help me like rehabilitate out of it they didn't try to help with a harm reduction program they said no nothing no nothing at all we don't even want you smoking pot blah 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 and I'm like well then that's not gonna work I ended up going through so many withdrawal symptoms that I was almost hospitalized within the first week of doing that. So what I ended up doing was I had to wean myself off. I did, I had to slowly do it, but what I did was I increased my intake of cannabis to get myself off those drugs. And when I noticed that it could do the same thing when it comes to pain relief and the stuff I was trying to numb myself for, but it was a much natural and much more functional type of crutch for me at the time, because I didn't know how badly I was self-medicating. No, you don't think about it when you're in that bubble of doing all those drugs. You're in your own little world and it can last years. Like, oh my God. Yeah, and at this point as well, I had gone almost 10 years of avoiding doctors because of the back pain. How many times I sat there and said, oh, the surgery is still experimental. And I kept telling them to talk to me when it was no longer experimental. So I had to have a breast reduction when I was 19 because of how much pain I was in. Just because of yeah, anything they could do to alleviate your back pains. So I was trying to do anything to avoid an experimental surgery. But by the time I went in for my surgery, it was no longer experimental. So I lucked out there. But I had been paralyzed three times prior to surgery. I've been in a wheelchair three times. I've been on a cane three times. And then... Two of those times was when I was still doing drugs, still doing heavy pers- uh, like prescription drugs, and I, I lost my life. You know what I mean? Like I ended up homeless. I ended up having to run drugs. I was hustling pool. I like it was not a good lifestyle. I was couch hopping from one friend's couch to another, and it wasn't until I kind of really realized and I found the the cannabis community actually that they taught me how I could actually fully 100% stay away from something that I managed to get myself clean from and they've given me an entire new reason to stay sober like a whole bunch of them not just my story but a whole bunch of everyone else's story yeah because they're very similar to mine where they get addicted to pain medication because of a pre-existing condition that is either given from birth or an accident it's insane you know what I mean? yeah I totally know um, what you mean and from there me going in for surgery like I, like I said, I avoided doctors for about 10 years. My spine had obviously gotten worse by that point. Um, when they first saw me, it was only supposed to be a nine-level fusion, and then I got into a fight with my cousin, and he threw me out of a moving vehicle, and then it turned into an 11-level fusion. <laughs> oh, my, yeah, oh, my goodness. It was postponed twice. They almost postponed it again, and I told them that I would kill myself before leaving the hospital if they postponed it again because of how much pain I was actually in. It was to the point where I couldn't leave the house more than once a week in the winter 
And if I did, it took all week to recover. That's why nobody ever saw me anywhere but the Canna Markets, because it took me a week to recover to prepare for the next one. Oh my goodness. Like, and on top of that, so, not even on top of that, sorry, for going from that, going into surgery, at that point, I had been part of the cannabis community for almost a year, about eight months, and I was trying to prepare because I didn't know that they would let me do the whole cannabis thing, and I was terrified. First, they said it was supposed to be three months in the hospital, at minimum. You know what I mean? I was. You had a spinal jail. surgery, yeah, you would... Yeah, look, you would think it's a full year to recover. Well, it's it's one of the most skeletal surgeries, if not the most major skeletal surgeries that you can have done on your body, especially with that degree of a level. It's the largest spinal fusion surgery that they've done in one shot at Toronto Western Hospital in general. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. So you actually, even though you weren't experimental, you still kind of were because you were the first person to ever have... That's where there was a little bit of wordplay, and I'm getting into that. Yeah, and, sorry, I didn't mean to steal that. I just... No, 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 I, I was kind of hoping you'd pick up on that. Yeah, no, I'm listening um, to you big time. As much as they said it wasn't experimental, there were still experimental aspects. So going into it, I had to fill out a shit ton of paperwork. The ladies... Yeah, you probably signed a shitload of waivers too, eh? Oh, yeah, I had to make a... Um, living will, I had to make a last will and testimony, I had to have the power of attorney, I had to have the whole shebang, because it is a very high-risk surgery. Yeah, that adds way more stress to your whole surgery, too. Like, that's internal stress now in your head. Well, exactly, because you have compressed organs that are now suddenly being released, not only which is going to cause inflammation, but not only that, it's also partially a neurosurgery, because it's, it's right beside the cerebral cortex. The cerebral cortex is right by your C2, C2. By Glassmaster. surgery starts at T2, which is only three vertebrae away, if that. From the top? So it has to, yeah, it's at the top. It's okay. by the C2, C3. Okay. And the T2 yeah, literally one. So it's C3, C, uh, T1, T2. Oh, my God. I basically almost had brain surgery at the same time. And on top of that... This is, again, where more experiments come in. <laughs> so, the paperwork. They're asking, what do you take for pain? How much do you take? Blah, 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 blah. Any other recreational drugs? Any type of drug? Anything like that. Absolutely everything I answered with cannabis. I said, I, do no, I no longer take any narcotics. I only use cannabis. I use topicals. I use edibles. I use distillate, baby. I use them. I am more plant than I am human at this point, is basically how I explained it. And on every single question on the paper, all you see is cannabis, cannabis, cannabis. And they were kind of giggling about that. And they're like, are you, okay, so we understand that you use cannabis. <laughs> what do you plan on using when you leave the hospital? I'm like, cannabis, I do not want to leave the hospital with narcotics at all. And they're like, well, before you choose that, we want to kind of bring up this little waiver here that we need you to sign as well because... Part of the surgery was still experimental. They had to take bone marrow and bone samples to put into a bone bank to help scientific research because of the rarity and severity of my specific disease. But it absolutely does nothing but damage me in the future. Oh, by taking it. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, because of the, the amount of stress that they put on the bone as is and then they're taking extra off of it. It weakens it as well because I also have osteopenia, which is the precursor for osteoporosis, which is basically one step down from brittle bone disease. Yeah. You're, oh wow, it's almost oh, like it's, everything's, it's, it's, they've all led into each other almost too, eh? Yep. it totally does get, 
get better after that too though so while in hospital like preparing for the surgery and everything they also asked what do you want to do because i did tell them about my previous history with addiction what do you want to do about the medication that we will be giving you because you will be in too much pain to only use cannabis you need to use morphine or something else i was like if it is administrated by professionals in a professional sterilized environment that is fine I do not want to be brought, I do not want to be sent home with anything. But also, I said I wanted day three, I want to introduce cannabis and weed myself out. They said day nine, I said day four, they said six, I said five, we agreed. <laughs> so you went from how many days were you supposed to stay in there? I was supposed to stay in there for three months and I got out in nine days. And you did not use any prescription narcotics, you completely did a cannabis... Okay, so in the hospital, at, for the first three days, I did have the morphine powder. Yeah, because they, that was them trying to get you into both things, right? Yeah, so from that, from that time on, they started to wean me off the pump, and then they started to put me on the pills, so it would be easier for me to decide if I wanted to take the full dose, half the dose, a quarter... Or no dose, yeah. Exactly. So what I did was, the first day... I followed their instructions exactly, but I, like, the fifth day, I should say, for the first day introducing cannabis, I followed their instructions exactly, but I also added in topicals, and I added in a few edibles, and then after the topicals, by day six, I was up and making my bed. Oh, my God. The doctors noticed this. And they've, uh, right then and there, had officially ordered for the nurses to apply the topicals that were, by the way, given to me by the Guru of Ganja. Nice. They have, they're one of my favorite topicals, uh, Dr. Earl Extracts, Dragon Elixirs, and Queen Bee CBD. I love Dr. Some, Earl Extracts. Some of my favorites. It's King Bob. But Guru of Ganja, they went out of their way specifically and visited me themselves in the hospital, bringing me a care package. That was sweet of them. So you like with what you're telling me, it's like you should have probably been going through like all of that recovery time, like physio, learning how to rewalk, and you were making your bed. That is insane. What cannabis can do? That's where we were all a little surprised. Like day day one, day two, I was walking, and we didn't ex like I didn't expect that at all. I asked them to give me day so I could rest, and then the day I wake up, apparently I woke up trying to fight everybody. I woke up with my hand bandaged and my legs scratched from knee to ankle almost. Well, not really. It was like a scratch this big. And I'm like, what'd you guys do to me? And they're like, you don't remember? I'm like, no, remember what? They're like, you tried to attack us when you woke up from surgery. We've never seen someone fly off a bed when they just had spinal fusion. Oh, my God. Like, I don't remember any of this. I'm so sorry. Yeah, because a lot of people, they have memory problems when they're coming out of the uh, anesthesia. I know that. And you probably had a lot. Did you, um, you must, how many hours did your surgery take? It was five and a half to six hours at minimum, I believe. My God. And then, so, while in the hospital, like I said, Guru Ganja came and saw me. Miss B's edibles also came and saw me. And... Between the two of them and a few friends of mine and everything, I managed to be able to actually medicate in the hospital with cannabis and not just not just edibles or concentrates or whatever. I had flour as well. 
So what ended up happening, they gave me scissors to cut up the flour, and they gave me my own room to roll my blunts in. Okay, that's like the best hospital ever. I, it's, I, I couldn't even believe it. Uh, actually, only this hospital uh, is required to have to because they're a research and educational hospital. They're a school hospital. That's the only reason why I think this is... But they also saw, like, beyond incredible results from you to go from three months to nine days having, like, you're pretty much your whole back fused. Like, I don't know. I can't even fathom how you did that. Like, all I could see is you in a bed... And then very slow recovery where you go to those centers and, you know, you're trying to learn how to walk again. And you just, like, that's, yeah. The power of cannabis, everybody. Like, there is. There's a lot of power in that plant. Um, it was actually kind of really entertaining. So, I think it was by day six, day seven. I was fully off the pump and I was halfway, if not three quarters of the weight, cut down on my morphine. And I was using most of the mostly cannabis it was toronto western hospital in canada there we are um so it was really comical every time i'd go roll one my little rolling room and blah 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 i'd literally just be wheeling by and i would go outside and smoke my blunt on the sidewalk because a friend of mine would go with me or i wheeled myself out because i'm a stubborn fuck <laughs> and i i needed to smoke and they let me and then what, okay, so I got out day nine, and about three or four days after that, my lungs collapsed in the in the shower. So I fell in the shower, and I needed, I, I didn't call an ambulance, because I didn't know I, I collapsed my lungs, you know what I mean? It felt like I popped a bar. You thought you just but, fell? Yeah, I was alone in the house, and I decided to go for a nap. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like the worst thing. Yeah, definitely the worst thing. I was exhausted. I didn't know why. I didn't know that all that happened within internally. And then when I woke up, I literally woke up screaming bloody murder, which I've never been in that much pain in my life. I felt like a bar was popped or a screw was popped, something. Called an ambulance, and it was during the Toronto ice storm of April this year. So my screen door was frozen. So I had to get up to... Oh, that crazy one that, like, made all the trees fall apart and stuff a couple of years ago? I know what you're talking about. No, no, this year. Oh, this year. Oh, this is that recent. There was one this year, April, and there was one in 2013. I know what one you're thinking of. Yeah, the one in 13 is what I'm thinking of. You're talking yeah, about this year. So it was that recent that this happened to you? Yeah, it was April 4th this year that I was Technically, I'm on it healed. It takes a minimum of six months to a year just for the bones to heal at all. Um, I have not been doing my proper physio because if we've all been watching my Instagram, I've had a pretty crazy gypsy life. Unfortunately, being left vulnerable can leave you in vulnerable spots where people will try to take advantage of you. There's been people that have tried to steal my mail to take the medication that is set for me and sell it for other drugs. There have been people that have lied to me to try to get connections and whatnot. But overall, even through all the crap that I've been through and everything, there have been very shining people that have, like, made their way through all of that negative shit and still made me believe in this cannabis community because of how a how well i've been able to go through all of what i've gone through with just cannabis but also with the support that everybody so behind it has like not just the plant itself energy positivity your mindset 
that has a lot to do with recovery and healing, That's especially no if you have something that extreme physically. But on top of that, on 420, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto hypothyroidism, which is an autoimmune disease, which causes internal inflammation, infertility, hair loss. I'm supposed to be overweight with bad skin, um, bad nails. My nails are very brittle. Um, friggin it, when I'm too stressed, my body shuts down. My throat closes. I get ovarian cysts, symptoms of omniometriosis, BPD. Like, my body starts to literally swell as if there's extreme rheumatoid arthritis because they're related in autoimmune diseases. It's very similar to lupus as well and Graves' disease. Oh, my God. So Instagram is really important to you then because it really helps you to actually reach out to people where you can do these conversations where you can't actually get out sometimes due to your... What's wrong with you? Like, Yeah, exactly. I do have a lot of restrictions. Restrictions to what I can do and can't do based just on weather. So Hashimoto hypothyroidism also causes, like the cold for me, any form of cold causes physical physical pain to the point where like my fingers go purple and I start to claw like this. Oh. Like earlier today, for some reason, I couldn't get circulation going properly like I really can. And my hands were like, my fingertips were purple and they were just shaking. That's just. But here's another little, uh, little. I must say, like, from what you show for everybody on Instagram, you really do keep a really happy face. You keep a positive outlook through everything that you're going through. I actually thought that a lot. I didn't realize how, like, that it was this soon. Like, I actually thought that maybe it was like, it's not even a year. Like, oh my God, this happened in April of this year. Here, I'm gonna show you my scar. Yeah. Oh god. You can see how her shoulders are tight. I know. Oh, right from the top all the way down her whole back. Oh yeah. Shut up. Yeah, there it is. That's your whole back. And the one thing, like. She healed so well. If you look, my rib cage is still twisted partially. Like, I can so see bad. that. I can see it. Oh, you can totally see it. See, I know what like, you're... Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah, it's totally different. Wearing certain clothes allows me to hide it. And that was an old habit that I unfortunately got because I was bullied a lot for having a disformed body. People would sit there and ask why I had a third boob because my rib would st stick out on the left side because my rib cage was here. This rib cage was here. I have nothing compared to what you have, but I know like my rib cage on this side is sunken and this side sticks out more. So I, I kind of like nothing like what you just showed me. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Going to be common because unfortunately the rotation is a little bit more common than people think. Just the severity of mine isn't. No, yeah, your severity was like literally a full like 90 degree turn. And that's the thing. A lot of people at that point would have already been paralyzed. Paralyzed. That's one reason I got the doctor. I did. So the doctor that I have, he is literally internationally world renowned as, as one of the best orthopedic surgeons. 
It takes, like, he's not even accepting any new referrals for the next four years. Yeah, that's how <clears throat> and with what you have, with the rarity and stuff like that, they took you immediately, I take it. Yeah, so it was a two-year minimum wait when I first signed up, and he saw me in 16 to 18 months, because he looked at my x-ray, and he's like, this girl looks too normal, like, how have we not even heard of her before now, like, what is happening, how is she not paralyzed, how is she breathing, her lungs are squished, like... <laughs> and they are they will you get any more surgeries unfortunately there is going to be two more spinal fusion surgeries you have two more coming so spinal fusion surgery isn't a cure there is no such thing as a cure for my disease any three of them four of them Hashimoto hypothyroidism there is no cure there are ways that you can deter it or you can slow it down or, or manage it or manage it um, osteopenia doesn't matter how much calcium doesn't matter how much bone supplement I take I can prevent it for as long as I can but eventually it will turn into osteoporosis and I will break my leg just from walking someday you know what I mean yeah just because of the way that my hips are like my bones they clash into each other because of the unevenness I have uneven hips like I have a tilted pelvic bone tilted, tilted uh, birthing canal pelvis oh, sorry I said that um, the hips and everything are uneven. One leg's longer than the other just because of the way that my body grew. You See, and I mean? when I One met you, like when I saw you at the Cannabis Living Expo, you really, you hide, you hide your stuff. You can't tell. That, again, is, is from an old habit from being made fun of a lot. But even the way um, you carry yourself, like you're, then that must have been a long day for you too, because you were there all weekend, and I didn't even think about all of these things. But yeah, like, can you do have? Can you stand for long periods of time? Um. So, I tested out how far I can walk in the cold the other day. I figured out I can walk for a good ten minutes. Ten one minutes. Way. Okay, so you got to go five minutes now, so you can actually make it home. In the cold. In the cold. But if good day, if it's a good warm day in the summer, I can walk for an hour, and I can walk back for an hour. But I have to stop in between. You need and the break. And that's really fucking pushing it. You know what I mean? Like, that's really pushing it. That's the, the mess that I've done so far. Okay, so that's not like a regular thing. You mean like that's really you giving yourself for the day. Okay. So that's still, yeah, that's still, yeah, that's a lot. So. The car for too long put me in the hospital a few weeks back. What do you? I couldn't breathe. Like, it was literally to the point where I was crippled into the fetal position. And I was like, nope. Every time I breathe, it hurts. I'm getting stabbed. I need something. I need help. So I went to the hospital and I got the Toradol shot. I refused the narcotics. And same thing. They told me try to use more CBD and edibles than smoking it because of the way that my lungs were. Yeah, you should. They want you to keep anything out of there. Exactly. But the doctors are starting to change their views on things. Even my family doctor suggested to use edibles to let my lungs heal because I haven't exactly given them a chance. Yeah, and you still smoking bongs and stuff? Yeah, you love your bong. I know, that's why I had to ask you, because <laughs> we're like, after I saw you with your bong at that event, the next day you saw me. I was like, fuck that, man. I'm bringing my own shit to this stuff. She brought her Everybody bong. I freaked out. I was like, do you have a bong here? Uh, Everybody loved that I brought the bong, the bong to the event. I'm surprised nobody else did. Like, I'm just walking around the place with this thing. Like, I'm it's, I think it's just because of where it was. It kind of made you feel like it was more of a, you know, kind of event, so you weren't too sure. Well, it was an outside section. 
Oh, no, after I saw you, man, that was the end of that for me. The next day that my sucker, yeah, you and me had our bonk sitting next to each other all day behind that booth. So it's, yeah. they were best friends well, for the whole day. Is, like, edibles, they can help me out a lot, but I can't microdose because if, in order for me to even feel a little high, I need to get rid of the pain. But in order for me to get rid of the pain, I need an extreme dose and I end up too stoned. So edibles while I'm working can be an okay idea if I do it extremely carefully. Otherwise, I end up a little... I, I'll mess up on money or something. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, smoking it or dabbing it is a lot easier for me to be able to function because that's been the majority of how I've smoked for since I've started, basically. Yeah. Um, edibles? <laughs> Products by Sec is the reason I did not have to take a single pain pill for the first week I was home from the hospital. They sent me such a huge freaking care package. I slept for the entire week. Products by Sack is the reason why I don't remember the first day of the Cannabis Living Expo and why Matt Jones was on the floor for about two hours of that event. So, Yo, and that was our first time ever. Friends of mine. We had never eaten I edibles before. Oh, yeah, she sent me a nice care package because I think I had a bad day or something and I was being real on Instagram. So she just out of the blue sent me something, which was amazing. But I had never eaten edibles before. It fucked me up. Oh, I know. Yeah. Should try the rose. I didn't get the rose, but I got the butterfly. Okay, the butterfly makes me act drunk. The rose, I get so stoned, I'll be functional, but I won't remember the net. Remember it makes anything. you act drunk. Okay, then I'm going to be like you on the rose on the butterfly. So it's... Great. Oh, yeah. Like, it's great, honestly. But do you want to know something actually really cool about products by Seth? About the green goddess, what? right? What? The girl, right? Yeah, she's so beautiful. The owner, uh, the owner of the company, one of the reasons she started her edible company is because she has scoliosis. But she never told me that until after my surgery and after the care package she sent me. So she related to you. And she didn't once tell me why she was doing this for me. She didn't want that recognition. She just wanted to help. Out of the bottom of her heart, she genuinely just wanted to help because she understood the pain I was going through. And she knew she could help. So literally, over the past year, her and I had been like building up a relationship. And I didn't know that she also had scoliosis. And then when the surgery happened and she sent such a big care package, I sent her a message. I was like, you have no idea how much I appreciate this. It's helping me so much. She's like, I have scoliosis, too. I know what you're going I, through. We don't understand even close to what you're going through, but yeah, it's like... Well, actually, you might understand a little bit more than you think you do. So, yes, mine sounds extreme, and it is extreme, but it's my every day. It's something that I've gotten used to. I've yeah. had to adapt and become accustomed to. But anybody, if I were to switch places, they wouldn't be able to handle that. But it's the same thing. As if I were to switch places with somebody else who had cancer or somebody yeah. else who had only one curvature. I don't know how I would handle that. I really like the way you just put that. I've never really heard of it like that way. It's your every day, and it, that is true. That's 100% true. When it's someone's every day, it can be very, very easy to forget that that person is in pain because they've learned to adapt and they've learned to become accustomed to how they need to act while in public it's because so nobody's a happy person while you're in pain. I was a miserable, snippy little twit at one point. I'm not even kidding you. Like, I was not a happy person at one point because of the pain. But, like, everybody goes through their shit. And, like, just like what you had said, 
You have 37 degrees of curvature, and you say you don't understand what I've been through, but you do in more ways than you think. It's just, it's your every day, so you don't think it's in comparison. Yeah. But if you were to put two people who do not have either of what we have, give one mine, give one yours, they will be in the same amount of pain because they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. It's a different way the body's contorted. It, to me, when people have back pain, I relate to it and I can understand it. I don't understand why people are like, oh, I'm not comparing to you or it's not as bad as yours. I may understand that, yes, but that doesn't demean what you're feeling at that time. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying exactly. How much pain you are going through because the amount of times people have done that to me, I can't do that to someone else. I've had my own family sit there and tell me I am lying about my spine disease until I showed proof of showing my x-rays on Facebook. They were publicly saying I was lying about my spine disease. Well. There's a lot of people out there that sit there and think I try to do, I express what I'm going through, we forget pity. You know what? I don't think of that at all. I think that when people come on here and they express the things and they have the same story and they're open about it, I feel that sometimes that's part of people's recovery as well. They need to share the story. Some people don't like to share their story and that's fine. But some people, some people need to get like their shit can. out there. Some people don't feel like they can. No. That's another thing as well. Some people feel embarrassed or ashamed. I didn't want to express, like, when I first came on Instagram, I was Canna Princess 1990. I was the mo- the only one and only motherfucking Canna Princess of the Canna Markets. I was the market girl that would sit there and work for everybody. I worked with every company. I was a rep. That was what I wanted to do originally. I did not want to express about my spine disease. I didn't yeah. want to feel sorry for me. And so I didn't tell any, I didn't tell a lot of people. I had showed one picture about it on my, about my x-ray, one post. But, like, I didn't talk about it. You know what I mean? Because I was ashamed. I was afraid. I thought people were going to feel sorry, and I didn't want that. I'm a very stubborn and very prideful person. Yeah, you're just here to share the story. You're not looking for anything. You're you're fine with friendships, but yeah. Exactly. And if, if me sharing my story can help somebody feel like they're not alone, which I have managed to accomplish... The amount of people that have reached out to me saying, I didn't know anybody else had something similar to me. Or the amount of people that have reached out to me going, I didn't know someone as young as me could feel this much pain just like me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it helps people not only be able to express themselves and get what they've bottled up and all that pain and negativity that comes with it because... Unfortunately, when you're in a wheelchair, you get funny looks. You get a lot of rude people looking at you like, why are you in a chair? You don't need to be in a chair. I've had people sit there and tell me flat out, stand the fuck up, twit. What are you doing in a chair? Yeah. Just because of how no, People uh... that, that, that experience that, we feel very alone. We feel very ostracized. We feel very isolated and judged because of something that we did not ask for, something that we were born with or something happened. I was born with mine. There have been people that have had worse issues. Like the neighbor that I had in surgery, she had, she's had eight spinal fusion surgeries, and she still thinks mine's worse than hers because she had an accident while being a professional dancer in, in uh, uh, Lithuania. Oh, so she, hers, she has a cause for hers, like an actual event that that's made it happen. Accident. But you that's are born with it, and that's why she's looking at it differently. Because mine was something that I had to grow into and be, and literally have to adjust 
over time, but I think that is easier to do than a sudden accident where you have to suddenly change things overnight. You need to suddenly learn to adapt. You need to suddenly change your entire life, how you breathe, how you walk, how you eat, how you have bathed. Those are just the basics of what you need to change when something like this happens. I still can't bring the laundry basket down from my room. I have to call a friend over to help me bring the laundry basket to the laundry room. You know what I mean? And the amount that that can make you feel alone, it's depressing. Like, it causes a lot of depression. And expressing this story and expressing the shit I've gone through, I've managed to make connections not only for myself so I don't feel alone, but for others. And I've managed to help others in that way, even to the smallest degree. Because just knowing somebody else out there has done something you want to do through a disease or through something as painful as this, it, knowing somebody out there is like that gives you a little bit more motivation to do it yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this girl's still smiling even though she's in a shit ton of pain. How do I do that? That is stu- you know what I, mean? I totally know what you mean. I'll pin that comment. That's a good one. How do you pin? You just pin. You don't know how to do anything on live, do no, you? No, man. I'm My God, he's learning how to do stuff on live feeds. I'm pinning comments. I'm inviting people. He's like, how do you do all these things? He does lives way more than I do. I know, and I'm slacking. <laughs> Don't worry. You can actually also tell how much time you have left on your live if you click that live button at the top by the number. What do you mean? How much time you have left? Type it. Oh Type my god! Oh, I didn't that. know that. You taught me something. That's a long time for a live. Our podcast. This is a long one. What are they? Two hours? Is that what they give them? Well, now we're almost there. Oh yeah. No, we're not. It's not a short story express and I'm still kind of learning how to properly express it on Instagram but to be perfectly honest kind of going on what I was saying before I am afraid to express certain things because no matter where I turn there's always people sitting there going you're deliberately doing this to try to get attention or you're doing this to try to get paid I did not ask to be born with this (laughs) have you thought of going on a circuit and actually telling your story within the cannabis community or at like major events because I think that your story should actually like she could talk about stuff like this at like lifting co and stuff as a speaker yeah like you actually that was one of the reasons why I was so excited to be able to come to your show because of the kind of connections and exposure with the white market and both black market as well that this like your kind of show actually gives helps express that story to people that can help express it in a much larger degree as yeah. well like you have a you can help me express it uh, further than I can and then the connections you have can help express it further than that I want to eventually bring a presentation towards the government and or hospitals to make cannabis as an openly discussed option of treatment for recovery of any type of disease or disorder or surgery or treatment, when applicable, obviously you can't necessarily use a cancer for certain surgeries, but for pain relief, for pain management, I want it to be an openly discussed option, not something that a patient has to fight for, not something a patient has to look for, not something a patient has to be dropped by two doctors and fight for a family doctor. You know what I mean? Like. 
I want to make a presentation with a collection and a collective of different stories like mine of people who've used cannabis instead of narcotics, people who've used cannabis to get sober, people who've used cannabis to get their life together, and this community. And I want to make a presentation to show the solidarity behind that. Because, like... I'm sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, we have 22 seconds remaining on our live. I'm sorry. We just got a blue screen. I've never been on for a full hour on a live before. So this is probably going to drop all of you that are on here. I just don't want to have it cut off without me being able to say thank you for coming. I'd like to do another. I'd like to do another live with you, though. I'll make sure that I message you. And thank you to all of you for being here today. And there we go. Of course. We'll try to make it so. <laughs> she had to 